Good morning. I want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the minister here. We're so grateful that you're here. We try to focus on hospitality as much as we can here. We want you to feel welcome if you're a guest. We have um, printed sermons in the back if you're hard of hearing. Uh, we have restrooms in the back as well. Um, we want to welcome the scouts who are just right next to us in the Rock House all the time, uh, but joining us in worship periodically, and they're um, taking over the service today. They're going to uh, help us. In, uh, they helped us at 9 o'clock and they'll help at 11. And uh, we're grateful not only that y'all are on campus and part of our church, but also in worship today too. Um, Worship-wise, Ash Wednesday will be this Wednesday. It's the beginning of the season of Lent. It will be at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. If you go to Young at Heart on Wednesdays um, and do not like to drive at night, I will be having a, um, a, a simplified Ash Wednesday service for those folks. Um, so that you can have that and uh, go home if you want, want to drive up here. Um, but that'll be at 7 o'clock in the sanctuary. We have a new book for the season of Lent. You know, we've read books periodically as, go, as we've gone along. Starting next week, we will have that book. And uh, it will be all the way through um, up to Easter. It's... Um, the final words from the cross, it's by Adam Hamilton, and it's six statements that Jesus made that are entirely significant about humanity, about God, and the relationship of humanity and God. Um, we have a permanent list of people who want a book every time we have one that you don't have to bother getting one, and we have a book-by-book -book list of people that will order, for one, order one for you as well. If you would like one, if you want us to handle it, it'll be here next Sunday morning in the attendance register. Just put book. Um, and we'll make sure that you get a book for the week. Um, faith development. Confirmation began today at 10 o'clock in the social hall. I want you all to pray for uh, our students. They're going to be with us in this same season all the way through Lent, building up to Easter. We had a great meeting today with visitors. If you are a visitor, we have a meeting on the first Sunday of every month in the social hall uh, where we get to know each other. And um, uh, from it's my first day to I've already joined, and we're just getting them together so that they see friendly faces and know them best possible. Um, program Council is a uh, new development that we have. It's separated from administration. Administration thinks about our bills, about our property, about our staff, all sorts of things. They meet on the third Sunday of uh, every other month, and Program is going to meet on the third Sunday of every month. Those groups are, that group is going to think about, well, who do we want to be? Why do we want to be? Where do we want to be um, with the programs that we have? I want you to be aware that the concert uh, with the handbells and with Lauren is coming up um, two weeks from today as well. It'll be at 3 p.m. And I'm going to call Katie Jeter up to talk about something for today. While she's coming, I'll tell you that we do not have adult Sunday school class tonight at 515. You are free to um, watch Super Bowl pregame, <laughs> building up to the game. Yeah, you can. Good morning. My name is Katie Jeter, and I'm the Director of Children and Family Ministries here at Memorial. And today, on Super Bowl Sunday, is our tradition for the kids to get together and play basketball. So we will be meeting in the gym at 5 o'clock for our Make-A-Swish mission project. And what we do is the kids will have age-appropriate, height-appropriate goals to shoot on, and they have a minute to make as many baskets as they can. And we ask you to make a pledge per basket of what you will donate to their mission project. So we have little half sheets if you didn't get a pledge card last week. These will be available in the narthex. Before you leave today, if you'll just fill one out, then the results will be mailed to you um, this week. And this year, the kids are supporting the STEP project um, as our mission. 
So we're excited about that. Another programming note for tonight is that Paige will meet with the youth from 5 to 6. I think that's it. We had a combined service last week, so if you missed that service last week, you missed us telling you that um, Katie is stepping away from her position in this church, which I'm deeply, deeply sad professionally, um, but very, very happy for her personally. Her last Sunday in the position will be the last Sunday of this month. That means the last Sunday of this month we will have one service. It will be at 10 a.m., and it will be here in the sanctuary. And then we'll go from this service to the FLC for a dinner um, uh, in celebration of great joy and sadness and tears uh, uh, for Katie. Katie has meant a great deal to me in just six months. I can't imagine what she's meant to y'all in more than six years uh, in this position and, and um, her life and her family in this church. Leanna is back there, right? Leanna, stand up for me. Leanna is a student at North Greenville. She's grown up here her whole life, and Leanna is going to be our interim children's director. Uh, while we search for the position, we're going to take our time and get it right. Adam Wycliffe is right there in front of me. I know when I look at the list of announcements, I think, my goodness, but I guess it's a good thing that we're active and we're doing good things. Sorry, I was wearing camouflage, you didn't see me. Uh, most of you know who I am, I'm Adam Wycliffe. I run our website, I take photos, I do other things here. Um, but uh, I wanna remind you, and I'm sure you've seen the signs, because I put up posters everywhere. Uh, March 3rd through the 6th, we are taking family portraits for our new directory. We did a directory a couple years ago. Perhaps you remember seeing some folks as little babies. Now they're not little babies. And so we want to update that. We have a whole all new church staff now. Well, except for Katie until the end of the month. Thanks, Katie. And, um, and so, you know, we, we have a lot of new people at the church, and we want to put together a directory so that when you need to find someone, you know, see who, who someone is, look up their phone number, you can do that. And so March 3rd through the 6th, we are taking family portraits. Um, we're doing the signups through our website. It's at greerchurch.com. Just go to the website, and on the left-hand side is a link. You click that, and then you'll be able to sign up. Uh, the signups on the Thursday and Friday will be from 1 to 8 p.m. The sign-up on Saturday will be 10 to 6, and then the sign-up on Sunday will be 12.30 to 6. Um, so there are, the spaces are, are limited. We have a good number of spaces available, and if it ends up that we fill up all those spaces, then of course we'll open up future days. But um, once everyone gets done with the service today, there will be a mad rush to our website to sign up for the time that you really want. They, the person sitting next to you in the pews, they also want that time. You need to claim that first. So um, uh, after the service, we'll have my laptop out in the back. So if you want to sign up there, you can do that. Uh, if you need help signing up, you can always call the church office or you can reach out to me. My contact information is on that page on the website too. And um, so, and there are also a number of frequently asked questions. So, you know, what, what to dress, how, what not to wear, uh, what to do with your kids, things like that. So um, again, if you have any questions, check out the website first and then um, you can contact me if there are any other questions my phone number and email is on there so again it's March 3rd through the 6th sign up on the website queerchurch.com for that thing and for every other thing it's the last one I promise Lauren Easter comes very early this year at the end of March and so 
on the 17th of February, we are starting the Easter Choir. I would hope that those who have an interest in singing in the Easter Choir would sing with us on Palm Sunday, Good for, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Monday Thursday service, and Easter. It only involves about three or four pieces. And I'm hoping that, uh, but if you can't because you have a, 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 some kind of a commitment for one of those dates, well, that's perfectly fine. My phone number is in the bulletin. If you would just give me a call about your interest, please, I'd very much appreciate it and hope to see some of you at the choir rehearsal on the 17th. You got everything? Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. We got a lot of fun, important stuff. Um, what we're going to do now is uh, scouts are going to um, bring the colors into the service, and I invite you to stand and um, put your hand over your heart, or if you've had military service, it's appropriate for you to salute. Please be seated. Let's begin our service.
First hymn, My Hope is Built, number 368. Let us now affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead, He ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Turn to page 855 in your pew Bible for our scripture reading by a scout. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. God, my God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangle me. The torrent of, my destru of destruction overwhelms me. The cords of the, my, of the grave coil around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. I ask you to remember the family of Mary Hayes. Mary died last night. And uh, we don't know yet about her services, but as soon as we do, we'll make sure that you know that and make sure that um, you're aware of when we'll gather and how we can uh, love and support the family in that service. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we read the ancient texts, of people who in great joy and in great hardship called out to you as their great rock. We ask that you help us to understand, to live that life, to call upon you on sunny days, on rainy days, on days with a group, on days in isolation, on days when we are listening, on days when we are ignoring. We need you, Lord, and we ask that you help us to be aware of it. Help us to call upon you. That though you may not prevent the things that can happen to us that are part of life, you may give us presence and comfort. And though we cannot stop pain and sickness and loss, 
in our lives and others' lives, we in your name can be present, listening, following, and loving. Open our hearts and minds this morning, Lord, to your message of a foundation deeply built on you and your love. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You can see a report of our generosity every week in the bulletin of how we are and where we are this week and towards the year. And I want you to be aware there's an announcement in the bulletin about the Scouts giving you bags. I want you to be aware why and how we can contribute to what they want to do. They'll be giving you a bag at the end of the service. If you'll pass the attendance register and note if you would like to have a book uh, ordered for you for the coming season. Let us now give our tithes and other offerings.
Please be seated. I invite you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 7, which is found on page 1506. I just read parts of it as I go along, so if you like to read along, just keep it open in your hand and you can read along with me. We just finished a series where we talked about the important words of United Methodist membership. And next week we start a series on um, the words that Jesus said uh, in the season of Lent. And so we had this one Sunday in between the two. And so I thought it'd be fun to celebrate um, confirmands, which started today, and the scouts who are participating in our service by talking about a foundation. And so our text today is Matthew chapter 7 starting with verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The word of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. We sing this song in the CEP when I play guitar for the kids, and we've got all kinds of hand motions that we do, and we have a great time. Uh, sometime in that graduation or, or when we're together, we're going to sing that song for the crowd. But they're getting the impression by singing that song that there are two options in your life as you are building your house, as you're preparing your life. And putting your house on the rock is the first option that Jesus brings up. He loved to use images. Love to use similes and metaphors. He says, putting them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. I love to see pictures of Manhattan. I love to fly into Manhattan. I love to walk around Manhattan. I love to come out of the subway in the city and look around and just like a total tourist, 100% tourist, just spin around and look at those buildings. I love watching the history of how steel was um, invented and dra dramatically improved and gave people the ability to build a building much higher than four stories, five stories, six stories, 40 stories. Now also, um, at the Citadel, they tore down our barracks while I was there, tore down different barracks and built them back. And they would put in these piled, pile, uh, piles. There was a pile driver putting in a pile. It felt like every two feet, my, the better part of my time there, putting those things in the ground to give them a foundation because that ground isn't great for something like that and can only have four or five stories. Now, one reason Manhattan can have that, was, um, that amazing skyline in Midtown and Downtown is the dramatic improvements in steel. The other reason is because there is bedrock there that's hundreds of millions of years old. Something that we are putting our building on, the best that we can put, that we can create, but means nothing unless we can put it on something that matters. And that bedrock in Manhattan, when you see it, Skyline, you're never thinking there's something down there that is holding it all together. So he's talking about a foundation, but of course he's speaking in similes and metaphors, and so he's talking about the stuff that he's teaching them. He's just finishing, he's, in the, you know, he's uh, wrapping up the Sermon on the Mountain, where he's there at the Sea of Galilee, and he's teaching the disciples, uh, all those people there on the, the, the landscape. is going down towards the water. Picture him sitting, going towards the water, and people looking down at him and listening to him. And I've been all around that space. No idea where it actually happened, but it's an amazing setting. It's a pretty decent setting for hearing. Um, those of us who speak for a living are always looking at a space and go, can people hear here? Can the people who can't hear very well hear here? It's a pretty decent space for it. And he's teaching them about relationships. Those in their family and those that they're marrying people and those in their workplace. He's teaching them about fairness. He uses the word justice. But I don't want you to think about, like, you know, a cowboy coming into town with guns or a judge giving out a, a massive sentence. I want you to think about the word fairness. Relationships, fairness, generosity. Jesus teaches them generosity in the Sermon on the Mount. What do you have and what can you give? And how can you give it extravagantly so that others may hear it? He also talks about prayer. I say, how should we pray? This is how you should pray. This is how you should set up events. This is how you should close down events. Setting the tone for the event. Setting the tone for going back in the community. In the Sermon on the Mount, in these chapters, he's telling them all sorts of specific details that had to do with relationships, fairness, generosity, and prayer. And then he says what I just read. Even anyone who hears these words of mine 
and puts them into practice. You know how hard it is to do both those things? Think how hard it is to stay focused. Um, uh, Bobby McQuaid's right out there. She sent me a video last night talking about people looking at cell phones. And in that video it said, humans are getting in the neighborhood of goldfish in terms of attention span. Goldfish. Can you hang in there long enough to pay attention and hear what I'm talking about? When I look at the huddle of the girls in a basketball game and I say, this is what we need to do, this is how we need to change, this is what we need to adapt, and they're looking like this. Or if they're looking right at me, I'm either strongly discouraged or strongly encouraged by the fact that they're looking at me. And when they look at me and we talk about something we're going to do and then they go out there and do it, I mean, there's, there's no cooler thing. I mean, that's it's so amazing. You go, look at that. They're doing it. And it's working. He says, if you listen to me, and if you put it into practice, then it will be as if you were building a house and you're building it on a foundation of rock that will be there when it matters. Verse 25 says, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had foundation on the rock. Now we in South Carolina don't need a, a, a really big refresher on floods and what they're capable of. The interesting part to me is that he's describing a person who's in, who has listened intently, who's following the, to the best of their ability, and is loving God and loving others, and that water's still coming. It's really important that we're aware that if we do what he's asking us to do, these things will still come. They are coming anyway. But the fact that we do have the foundation means that we will have one another and we will have our God in the midst of that storm. It will not prevent it. But we will be there in the midst of it. Verse 26 says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put in them the practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. It's hard to believe that I've been in ministry for 16 years and that this is the fifth place where I've been. The first place where I was was in Seneca, and they said all sorts of things I'd never heard before. In the first couple of weeks, they said, um, would you like a pounding? And I said, no, I don't think so. Mm -mm. Not anyone I've ever received before. I don't think that would be pleasant. They're talking about bringing a pound, uh, each of them bringing a pound of something to me. The goofy part is I'm a 22-year-old kid. Will you going to bring me some sugar and some flour? What am I going to do with sugar and flour? I have no idea. And they'd say, all the time, they'd say, I'll see you if something and the creeks don't rise. If the water don't come and the creeks don't rise. I've never heard that before. But apparently that happens and then you're unable to travel somewhere. They say all sorts of little things like that. But notice the fact that the rain came to both people. The weather does not discriminate. You know, in, in, in the text, the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Um, because I've said to you in multiple different settings, in multiple different ways, I've been with people and I've been with my children and I've been with players, and when I tell them to do it the right way and they see people not doing it the right way and they see them succeeding, they look at me like, hey, what's the deal? 
and I have to say, well, it, it might work in the short term, or it might work for them, but it's just, it's not what we're going to do. We're going to try to do the things that we want to do, the things that we believe. Verse 28 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at His teaching, because He taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. So, I wouldn't be insulted, honestly. I hope I wouldn't be. If Jesus walked in and knew more than I did, you know, that's probably pretty standard. But in this community, they've depended upon people to interpret the text for them. And when they see Jesus, these people talking about these texts, they look at their people and think, I don't know, this guy looks like he knows what he's talking about. This guy looks like he is speaking with authority. That's true. Human beings tend to focus on rules. Human beings tend to focus on laws and structure. Jesus focused a great deal on opening it up to everyone and making sure they understood that God loved them before they knew what love was. So two major foundational elements, words and practice. If you listen and if you do it, there will be a foundation. So I want you to pray for two groups today. I want you to pray for two groups throughout this week. The scouts. People are striving to help others for physical fitness, to be mentally alert, to be morally strong. They are striving to be those things and more to themselves and to their community and to our church. I want you to pray for our confirmation class as they learn about United Methodism, sacraments, Memorial UMC, volunteering, leadership, worship, all sorts of different things. Because these two groups are building a foundation that when storms come for the remainder of their lives, they'll know that in the name of God they are ready. They are prepared. And they can be people upon which others can lean in order to succeed, in order to thrive in the midst of storms. Let us pray. Gracious God, please be with us. Help us to be aware of your presence in the midst of our relationships, in the midst of our pursuit of fairness, in our wondering about generosity, in our prayer for one another. Help us, Lord, in good times and in bad to listen intently, to follow to the best of our ability, to love you and to love others. And when storms come, Lord, the literal, the metaphorical, help us, Lord, to be present, to be constant, to be friendly to others, that they can see our image that they can see Scripture in our actions and our words far before they ever read Scripture. Pray for us, Lord, and we will pray for the scouts and for confirmation. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to turn in your hymnal to page 12. Page 12 in your hymnal. 
thing I love about United Methodist Theology is our corporate admission, our corporate prayer, our corporate desire to participate in this meal together. Christ our Lord invites to His table all who love Him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved You with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done Your will. We have broken Your law. We have rebelled against Your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Any great worship service has accountability. Awareness that we've fallen short, that even though we tried, we didn't make it. But any great service also has grace, mercy. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. If y'all will stand and just turn to those just immediately beside you and say, Peace be with you. And remain standing. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. If you'll remain standing as you're able and turn to the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, he gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. 
Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. I now invite those who are going to serve with me to come forward. I love using all of our retired ministers in our worship services in all the different ways in all our different services. This is Fred Parker. Fred and Debbie are um, fairly new to our church and have joined our church. And Fred, uh, second career in the ministry, and uh, is uh, one of the few who has crossed over from the black robe to the white robe. <laughs> Not many ministers can make that journey. We don't have the skill set. So we're grateful to you, Fred. Um, in the United Methodist Church, all who want to come forward for communion are welcome to do so. We'll give you a piece of bread. You'll come and you'll kneel. We'll give you a piece of bread. We have um, gluten-free elements. If you like it, it'll be on the corner. Um, and I'll tell you where to come. Our ushers are going to bring you to the outside of your pews. And if you are on the front of the line, I want you to come here. Because you will lead us out back towards the middle. We have gluten-free elements on the corner of each one. And um, you'll come and kneel together. We'll serve you. You'll um, eat the bread and drink the juice. Um, you'll have a time of prayer, and then I'll release the entire group together. And you can go back to your seat for a time of uh, prayer and reflection. I invite the choir to come first.
please stand as you're able for our final hymn, number 138. to so many people that made this service special. Scouts, we're so grateful that you're in our life and that you participate in our worship. I'll give the benediction and then they're going to retire our colors. So if you'll stay in uh, place as they come to take them. Go forth in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power, and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen.
Go in peace.